Welcome to the Wealth Hackathon podcast. This is Dr. O. I am your favorite wealth hacker, and you come here because you know that these wealth hacks you can use, apply immediately, and things will begin to change immediately. I am here as an impact specialist. I am an advocate for wealth. I am an advocate for multi-generational lifestyle. And I am so excited to be with you today. I already know what we're gonna talk about. I don't even have to think about it. This is the intentional code and you are going to be intentional like never before, but you're going to have some tools and resources to pull out when you are practicing intentionality, which is a lifestyle. How many of you all could afford to go through a lifestyle change? Let's get into the message. So we typically start off with affirmations or uh, words of positivity, things of that nature, decrees and such. But now in this next realm, we're gonna be moving into imagination. Not to trump anything, not to compete. We don't compete, we complete. And I want you to have a complete superpower perspective that you can use that's gonna get you through your thrive mode. So when you leave this podcast today, you are going to be thriving. If you're not already thriving, you will be thriving. If you are already thriving, you'll be thriving all the more. All right, let's go. So in our imagination, what we are imagining. Now keep in mind, do not let other people put stuff in your head, right? You don't always wanna be in a trance and somebody's working on your theta, telling you how to think and be, and you've gotta be careful with programming. So keep in mind that I'm not gonna give you images in my head, I'm gonna give you the tools to call forth and activate the images in your own head, okay? Be very careful when you're dealing with these coaches and leaders and mediums and shamans and pastors and all this other stuff, putting stuff in your head. You are the one who's supposed to put that stuff in your head. I'm just going to give you the tools. So when I'm framing this, I'm not going to be as graphic because I don't want you getting it from my head. So I'm going to be creating in my head while you create in yours. And here are the tools. We are imagining in this moment. It's very important to do it in the now. We are imagining in this moment that we don't have anywhere to be. We don't have anywhere we have to be. We don't have any obligations that aren't already handled. And we don't have any responsibilities that aren't 100% taken care of. We have nowhere to be. We have no obligations that aren't being handled and we have no financial uh, responsibilities or any type of responsibilities rather that aren't 100% taken care of. Can you imagine that? And what does that look like in your imagination? Because you imagining that alone is altering your frontal cortex and I believe other areas of your brain that I won't get into right now, but your amygdala is opening up. The amygdala is gonna be your fight and it's gonna be your flight response system. And right now, you can't fight what I said and you're not gonna run from what I said, yes or yes. Because there's nothing for the amygdala to do, 
then now you can push more energy towards your frontal cortex prefrontal cortex where that's where your willpower and morality and your engine of opportunity are opening up so now that that's open we're going to go over our imagination power again this time you're going to put images when i say words you have nowhere to be i just saw something you should have saw something in your head you have no obligations that aren't a hundred percent taken care of i just saw another image in my head and you don't have any financial responsibilities or any other responsibilities that are not a hundred percent handled or being have been taken care of i just saw another image in my head okay so now that you have your imagery in your head and you've used your imagination you're going to take that a step further and you're going to write what you saw down the most graphic version of what you saw you're going to write that down i don't have anywhere to be i don't have any obligations that are not handled i don't have any responsibilities whatsoever that are not 100 percent taken care of right and you're going to write that down and you're going to go after you write it down graphically you're going to go and you're going to find images that go along with what you saw no what you heard what you saw what you wrote and now what you see and you're going to put that on uh in a in a journal it can be small images it doesn't have to be super large you can put that on a vision board you can put that on a cardboard box for all i care you can put it on your phone you know how your phone has albums you can just create a quick album and you can put my imagination album and you can go ahead and create imagination number one imagination number two and you can organize your imagination and start calling those not those things that are not as though they were and you can use the power of visualization but in order to visualize you have to have it in your imagination first right so i'm just giving you those tools so what did you see did that make you feel good like i feel amazing from what i just saw i still have to go through steps each time that i have those imagination sessions but they do alter your now a lot of times people's imagination is based off their experiences triggers past traumas or even past joys and happinesses from the past what i like to do is to be in the now in the deep now especially i'm learning to get into the flow which helps my focus and in that as i am in the deep now i have the ability to pish posh overcome my past simultaneously be present in the present and then be creating my future so this is the time where you trifecta superpower your life so thank you for doing that with me all right now we can get into the intentional code and this is going to be good i actually recorded this earlier but a long-term partner contacted me and it cut off the thing right when it ended too and it was a good ending so can i reverse engineer it for you guys real quick and then get into it and i'll try to touch on the same topics but you know how things can change as i was ending the intentional code and coming to a close i looked down at the end of it all i had been walking and talking for like 20 minutes or so and as i looked down I found a beautiful shiny dime on the ground. 
Now, I will admit I find money often. Praise God. But in this moment, it was not the money that I found. It was the timing. It was the timing. Right. We don't time the market. We spend time in the market. And if you're smart, you get your butt out of the market. (laughs) Um, It was the timing of me closing the podcast and looking down and walking upon a dime. So that meant I was going in the right direction. That meant that the journey or the path that I took was leading me in the right direction. That meant that ending was closed. And so God told me, you guys need to learn how to seal the deal before you tie the knot. You guys are so busy trying to tie the knot. You're not sealing the deal. And then you wonder why the knots become knots. N-O-T's, right? And what you tried to put together isn't working. And that's exactly what prompted me to do the podcast because my intentions were coming back to me, let's say shaky. I won't say they weren't working, but they were coming back to me not the way I wanted them, not, my, not the way I intended them, right? So we just did it in imagination and you had some images in your mind. You're graphically going to write those images down. You're going to go and get pictures of the images that you had. You're going to create an album or you're going to put them in your journal. You're going to create a vision board. You can't mistake what you saw. You can't mistake it because you see it, you're in it, you're doing it. So the results are going to yield exactly what you heard, what you imagined, what you um, wrote down and what you uh, cut out. Right. However, in real life, what we call real life or current reality, tangible reality. Is that going to come to pass here? And I'm going to be bold and tell you, yes, fortune favors the brave. I'm going to be courageous and tell you, yes, it will. And we're going to show you how to do that in this podcast session. Okay. So like I was saying, I ended the podcast, found the dime, knew I was on point because that sealed the deal for me. Now I can tie the knot. Now I can tie the knot. And that gave me courage to to know that my intention that I set out this morning, it was just one, one particular thing I'm going to talk about in the podcast today. It yielded the results of my highest version of myself, but it wasn't necessarily yielding the results of my, 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 what we call earthen version of myself, my me, right? The, the, oh my, that I can touch, but the, oh my, that is guiding me She knew what I needed and she took it a step further and she went above and beyond where I was trying to go with my intention. And she took me up higher. And when she took me into that realm, I must admit, initially I was frustrated and annoyed. But now I understand that I am super blessed. Like, have you ever had a super blessing or what we call a supernatural blessing? Well, that's what you're experiencing and witnessing today under the sound of my voice. So... This is what happened, okay? The story always leads into the the testimony, which always leads into the victory, right? So what had happened was I saw a post on Instagram, a very disturbing post on Instagram, and I know a man who travels to the countries that this post was referencing. It was an image of, I don't know, a hundred dead African men that who, who had been shot for trying to escape their current home and go across the border to another location. And the government and the officials or police or whatever you want to call them shot these men dead. 
So the image was very, very graphic. And it was very disturbing. Because at the same time, the gentleman who posted it, who happens to be an African, not necessarily from that country, he's just an African, a son of, of the entire continent. He was saying that don't expect us to be all into this Ukraine situation when you guys aren't even paying attention to this African situation that's been going on for a very, very long time. And if that had been a bunch of billionaires trying to come into the country, you wouldn't have shot them dead. But since there's a bunch of black men coming into the country, they all lost their lives that day. 100% of the men that try to cross over. So the image was like, whoo, heavy. So my intention was to send it to a person that cared, that could get the message out because the post was asking us to do something. It wasn't trying to just show us. It was saying, hey, get this information out to people. We've got to get this stopped. People need to be aware of this. It was, it was action items to be taken. So I took action. And my intention was to fulfill the uh, request of the post and the person, as well as send it to a person that can do something about it or help me get the message out, right? That was my intent. So in that intention, I also was intentional about who I sent it to. I was intentional about showing where I got it from. And then I took it a step further and being intentional about sharing the details, what, what we call the verbiage that went along with the image because the image spoke for itself, but the verbiage kind of gave context, right? So I sent the source, the picture, the verbiage, and I sent it to the right person in my mind. And the person came back and still had questions. And I was agitated in that moment. I was so frustrated because I was like, oh my God, like I'm sending you everything and you got questions about something that's not even involved in what it is, in my opinion, right? So when that person responded, I was like agitated. And then the person said something. So I responded and said, hey, I intentionally, I was very intentional about where I got this from and what platform to use to do the activity of what you're trying to do. And the person responded, yeah, but in the verbiage, there is another platform listed, right? So I was like, dang. So my intention was to prevent all of that communication. And I still yielded the communication because I sent the verbiage, right? So I could have just typed it up and said, hey, I just saw this image on Instagram. Please share this image on Instagram. This is the story behind it. And I could have just typed that out and it would have yielded me a different result. But this particular person that I sent it to also, uh, maybe they're tedious, maybe they're meticulous, maybe they, I don't know. The point is, my intention felt a little bit thwarted and I didn't like it. So then it prompted me that, you know what? Ooh, this will be a good topic because how many people out there have set an intention, started to perform the intention and were not getting the results that they wanted from the intention while everybody's teaching us out here to be intentional. Well, I'm being intentional and it's not working, you know, according to what I think and how I think it should work. So what I've imagined is not coming about. So I'm doing what I'm being told to do and it's not working. And I thought, 
you know what? Let me give people some tools and resources and steps that they can take because there have been intentions that I've set and maybe you've even set that were very successful. And here's one that wasn't. And since it agitated me today, I like to take agitation and I like to make it work for me. Just like your money, making money for your money. I don't want to work for my money. I don't want my money working for me. I want my money making money for my money like Mark Cuban taught us, right? So how do you create intentions that truly work for you that you don't have to go and meddle with? I don't like stuff to be molested and meddled and tampered with. I don't like all that. I don't like back and forth, tit for tat. If I tell you that one plus one equals two, that's it. Don't ask me how I got there and how I arrived. That's just what it is. Now I can show you my work and how I got there, but you better not keep asking me a bunch of questions. I'm gonna think you're crazy. That's a fact. So I feel the same way about intentions that, hey, I'm setting an intention. I'm doing right by my intention. How is it yielding me these mixed results or the results opposite of what I'm trying to intend? And so you know how you go into a courtroom and you're like, that was not my intention. Or maybe you're in a relationship with someone and you guys are in counseling or you guys are having a conversation by yourselves and you say, that wasn't even my intention. This was my intention. Well, how the heck do our intentions go awry? Like how, you know? All right, so the intention code, we're gonna start with giving you the three. Um, I hate when people drag stuff out. Like, I'm just like, get to it. I'm big on what, what, what? And so here it is. The intention code is number one, expansion. Number two, direction. And number three, uh, what I like to call reflection. Right? So expansion, direction, reflection. Expansion, direction, reflection. Last time, expansion, direction, reflection. Okay? So that's the, the intention code. And how you use those codes, we'll pull them out and then we'll end. So the first aspect of it is... When you are uh, thinking of an intention, you have to leave room for error and failure and expansion and growth and development. You have to, right? Your intention needs to be a little beyond you. So imagine a child and you're buying clothes for a child and you know that child is gonna grow because you grew, because people grow, humans grow, stuff grows. So you already know to not buy just for that size or just for that day. You might wanna plan to buy a couple of sizes larger. Not too many sizes larger, but just a few sizes larger so they can grow into the clothes. Same way you wanna set your intention. You want your intention and the things inside of the intention to be able to grow into the, the size that you want. Okay, so you're leaving room from expan for expansion. And God told me, don't let your errors become your eras. And so errors can become eras if you do not leave room for growth and change, which is constant. We don't talk enough about constants, right? And if I'm constantly lying, then I'm a pathological liar. I've got some behavioral issues. If I'm constantly failing, then something's off within my subconscious. If I'm constantly losing relationships or money or whatever, right? Something's off. If I'm constantly losing blood, something's wrong. So constants are there 
And then a lot of times people don't know what to do with the constant life or constant things that are happening around them, right? Because change is constant. And so people don't know how to deal with changes. And, and a lot of people will take you through changes that they went through on top of that. So you've got to set your intention for the fact that you know that change is constant. And when you set your intention knowing that, then you can actually overcome things before they happen to be more preventative. So this aspect of intentionality is being preventative. So you want to be able to leave room for failure and mistakes, growth, development, updates, revisions, things of that nature, right? So that's, that's the first aspect. The second aspect when you're being directional, one time in my life I was working to be famous. I was in the entertainment industry and you know, from modeling to acting, to directing, to producing, to whatever you want to say, reality TV, all of that stuff. And um, God told me, you know, you're a writer, producer, director, author, journalist, all these things in the entertainment industry, but I don't want you to shine your light. I want you to direct your light. So I gave reference to the sun. The sun shines 24 seven. You just don't see it because why? The world changes because the earth shifts and turns on its axis and it's rotating also, then when it rotates and it's rotating around that sun, then the perception is you can't see the sun anymore. So then you say the sun isn't shining right now, but the sun is shining. And the way we know that is through the reflective point that's coming up next is that the moon is glowing because the moon doesn't shine. She gets her light from the sun. And because the sun is going through the moon, we see the light reflecting from the sun inside of the moon because all she is is a reflector and she glows from the light of the sun. So that's confirmation that the sun shines 24 hours a day, seven days a week, period. We just don't see the full on perspective because of the changes. And that happens in your life. You don't see the full on perspective because of the changes. So sometimes it says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning light. Meaning sometimes it's the timing, like we talked about initially, that at the ending of the uh, podcast, I walked on a dime and I saw the dime at the end of the podcast because it was a thing called timing. It wasn't the amount of the currency that I found on the ground. It was the timing of me coming to a close and looking down and seeing that dime shining on the ground like that. Right. That was a reflective moment. And so I said that to say that God was telling me, don't shine your light, direct your light, because when you direct it, you can focus in on and hone in on that that harnessing power. Right. And you want to harness things and energy and harness blessings and harness stuff. Right. Harvesting, harnessing, all of that stuff. And so from that perspective, I was like, OK, God. So basically, don't aim just to be uh, have the fame and the fortune. What are you going to do with it? when you get it. So you've got to be directive. It makes no sense to have it and obtain it if you're not going to keep and maintain it. And what you what you don't keep and you don't maintain, you don't deserve it. And guess what? It's not yours. So you've got to direct 
You got to be more directive in your approaches to everything that you do. And so as you're setting your intention, you're a director of your intention. You're directing of where you want that intention to go specifically. Right. So for me earlier, for example, this wasn't about the guy that I sent it to who I felt a little annoyed by for asking me questions outside of what I'm saying. It's a very life changing situation. I don't care about where it's at. Look at what I sent you and just do what I told you to do. Right. That's just me because I'm a director. But I said that to say that when you are a director and you focus in on what you want, that person shouldn't even have the ability to agitate you because what you intended to do was done. Now, what you intend for them to do, that's where the change happens and that's where the disconnect can happen oftentimes, right? Because you don't control another person. You control elements. You control atmospheres. Heck, you can even control the time if you want to. But we'll get into that in another message. So, God said, direct your light, don't aim it. Because when you shine like that, it's blinding. For example, the sun's shining all the time. Those UV rays are hitting your retina, hitting your eye. And when you get inside and you go inside from just direct sun in your eyes, it's dark in there, right? Or it appears to be dark in there. You and I both know, just like we know the sun shines 24-7, that it's the, ref- it's, it's the perception changes. And so when you come from the UV into the inside light, because it's fake light, it's not real light, it's not natural light rather, then you come from natural light into uh, manufactured light, it looks dark. It seems like it's dark in there. But is it dark? No, it's not. Does it appear that way? Yes, it does. There's two separate realities that you're in. So I think a lot of people just don't get that they're living in multiple realities at one time and they don't know how to correlate and how to transfer energies into all the realities. They're not taught that or told that or that's not activated within them. So then they go through changes and downfalls and they get stuck inside of one reality when there's multiple realities happening at one time at all times. So this is your way of beating alternate realities and being able to be multifaceted. And some people just aren't multifaceted and that's okay. Because those one track minders can get us get us far too, right? Because they're focused on that one thing that can get us to the next thing. So just depending on perception and who you are, everyone can be directive. Okay. And so when I was shining my light, it was creating darkness in my life. When I was shining my light, it was creating darkness in my life. And God didn't want me to get caught up. So he snatched me out of that industry. And he took me up to the next level and the next level. And I began to go through realms and I ended up where I am now, right? In the financial realm. So, well, the spiritual realm, but you know, I work in the financial industry. So anyway, I want to move to the second aspect of it, which is, I mean, the third aspect, the last aspect. So we know to be expansive because we're leaving room for growth and opportunity. We know to be directive. That way we can hone in on and harness and use springboard opportunities for the next set of opportunities, right? So we don't have to work as hard. It's like tool building, right? And last but not least, we wanna be reflective. And this is where you get to be the right you setting the intention. Because if you're not the right version of yourself setting the intention, that could be why the intention is not being fulfilled. Because you've got to be the right version of yourself, setting the intention for the intention to really give back to that version of yourself correctly. See, my intention that I set this morning, 
it, 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 it sent, you know how you send an email? It sent it to another version of myself, <laughs> the higher version of myself. So I had to hurry up and get up to her to catch that intention where it was supposed to go. And I aimed it too far. You know how you overthrow the football or you overthrow the basketball and the person got to jump extra high to get it or they may fall and hurt themselves or it just goes out of bounds. Well, I don't want you to have out-of-bound blessings. I want you to have overflow blessings. Say that out loud. I have overflow blessings. I don't want you to have out-of-bound. That's not even in play anymore. When it's out-of-bound, it potentially goes to another player, the other team or an opponent or whatever. I don't want my blessings going to my opponents. I want them to stay with me, yes or yes. And so reflecting self-assessments, Self-education, self-love, self-centering, meditation, calming down your nerves, spending time with yourself, being one with God, being one with the universe or the elements or the outside or whatever you want to call it. That helps you to become the right you that's setting the right intention and that's yielding the right results that you want. And a lot of times you're not the right version of yourself when you set an intention. Right. So think of it this way. The hurt version of yourself is single. No, uh -uh, let's go above. The hurt version of yourself has a new uh, lover. And you are not the right version of yourself yet. The hurt version of yourself wants your exes to see how well you're doing with your new lover. So your intention is to expose your new lover to your ex. That's not the proper version of you. That's not the current you. That's not the new you. That's the old you trying to share the new you's information. And you wonder why now the new man or woman that you're dating is looking at you crazy and thinking you want to be back with your ex. And the reason why they think you want to be back with your ex is because the old version of yourself is trying to prove something to the old version of yourself. But your new self has this new opportunity that you're not even paying attention to and grappling to because you're so busy trying to prove to the old you that you're better than that. Well, why don't you just be better then? Why do you have to prove it? Just be it. So in this world, in the internet of things, everybody wants receipts, everybody wants proof, everybody wants sources, everybody wants the tea, everybody wants something. You have to step away from all of that you're in the world, you're not of the world. That means that you're in a reality that you're not of that reality. You've got to operate from another reality that will yield results in your current reality and the others. So how do you find the real reality? Well, you've got to become the right version of you. That takes time, practice, assessment, prayer, meditation, uh, affirmations, imagination, visionary, universal laws, prefrontal cortex planning. It takes an exercise, love, light, hope, all that stuff. It's a lot. But over time, you can start to package that stuff out and build up to it and level up yourself. No different than you get an education. You go through 12 years of school, right? You, then after that, you go through four years of college. And if you want to go to graduate, you go to another three years. So you've got 20 years plus of education or so, right? So it took 20 years to develop that person. So what makes you think you're going to do it overnight? And guess what? You can. I believe you can. I can think you can do it in a moment. I love Robert Zink. He talks about 17 seconds. And I think that um, 
what's her name, Abraham Hicks talks about like seven seconds or something, or somebody else. Please excuse the names. I know Robert Hicks talks about 17 seconds because I studied that a lot. So you can do it instantaneously if you want to. That's when you want to. But on other levels, it may take time, right? And that timing can be planned, organized, strategized, and objectified, and you can begin to manifest through reflection. Just like the moon gives off light at night because she's willing to be open to the reflection of the sun. She doesn't say, oh, sun, you shine brighter than me. I'm not gonna shine. You know, the moon is not petty. The moon doesn't say, I don't have the ability to shine, so I'm gonna close myself off and you're not gonna be able to see through me and I don't want the people to see through me. That's the sun's job. That's not my job. That's the sun, I hate those people. I literally hate when people say that BS. That's not my job. That's not my job. That's exactly why the world is going through what it's going through now, because that's not my job. Anyway, the moon doesn't do that. The moon is not petty. The moon is reflective. That means that the moon is open, adaptable, understanding, overstanding, wise, intelligent, calm, serene, helpful, suitable, you know, quality, queenly. And I always tell people I don't run the king, I run the kingdom because I reflect. I'm a reflector. So take time to reflect. If you would take time to reflect versus uh, have impulse, you'll see a change. If you would take time to reflect versus trying to lash out or cry out, then you could affect change in yourself. And when you start doing that within yourself, people are gonna wanna know, dang, how did you get there? You know, how are you so calm in that situation? Oh my God, how did you uh, focus with all that stuff going on in your life? Hey, you were poor, how did you get rich? I mean, how did, people are gonna wanna know how, and now you're an expert, or you're in a proper position to begin to show others and educate others and teach others or lead others, right? Now the natural born leader in you comes out, people are like, you can't teach leadership. Yes, you can, by being reflective. Yes, you can. You can teach people how to become reflective. That can naturally activate the leader in them, right? So sometimes it's just showing a person who they are. You don't show them what they're capable of and what they can do and the results that they can bring into the world. That's a little bit surface. And, and if I must say, a little vain. But to show them who they are can help them develop into other parts of themselves. I know this has been helpful. Please excuse the noise. Honestly, I'm unapologetic about it because I'm burning calories and I like to kill two birds with one stone or so. And I absolutely love being multidimensional. And I was able to work out while I was able to do this with you guys. And I'm so excited about it. Share it, reflect on it, direct on it, and definitely grow in it. This has been another Wealth Hackathon podcast with Dr. Oh, I'm your favorite wealth hacker. Wealth is your birthright. Wealth is your civil right. And wealth is naturally in you. Thank you for tuning in.